Hello and welcome to another episode of Historic Hindsight. I'm John, that's Tom, and today we're going on a safari. That's right, Johnny. Buckle up. It's another animal special. Well, we're going to go to Louisiana to talk about hippos. No, they're no, they're African. African, yeah, yes. Talk about they're native to Africa. Yeah, what? But we're, we're, I'm gonna talk. Why about, are we going? I'm gonna tell. We're us, going to Louisiana. I'm gonna tell us about the time when we tried to do this in Louisiana and get the hippos over to Louisiana for some good old fashioned farm meat. So this is uh, the this is the worst safari ever. Tom. This is an awful <laughs> safari. So so picture if you will. We're gonna get into our time machines. We're gonna go back to 1910 America. It's had a chance. Okay. It's had a chance to read Upton Sinclair's The Jungle, which if you've not yet read that do yourself a favor and don't because it just tells you how <laughs> awful the uh, the food industry was in the early 1900s it's basically a a, a big like you know yay raw communism but like it, you didn't know it was propaganda until you get to the very end of it but yeah oh, it does fun. it does expose a horrible food industry at the time in the united states uh westward uh -huh. expansion is completed so uh where we used to be able to just go west if we needed more land or oh wow we were kind of right, running yeah, out we, of farmland we could just ocean. go west yeah we've Found that ocean, and now we have an ass ton of immigrants coming into the United States more than at any right. point in time before in the past. This is now. This is post or during the industrial revolution. Post industrial revolution, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it's at the t well. I mean, it depends well, on how you want to look at the industrial revolution. I mean, I always look at it. But kind that of was like kind of the late, Civil War, and kind of goes late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds. Yeah. Yeah. So we're we're there. We're in. Brain, but. Yeah, we're in the heart of the Industrial Revolution, I'd say, and, and, okay. and learning how to, to wade those waters with employees and how to treat them like humans because we got rid of slavery and then we just like, you know, company stores. But anyways, that's a story for another time. I mean, who, who cares if we treat people like humans? Like, yep, yep. In the history of uh, this, this, this great world of ours. We've, We've always treated always them like found some group of people to not treat like humans. So so very. And so now very it's well. the workers on the yeah yeah the, in the, yeah, the immigrant industry yeah the immigrant workers across well it's, it's just across the board everywhere. So all the way back to yeah. eighteen uh, all the way back to eighteen eighty four, uh, there was the International Cotton Exposition, Johnny. And we had a Japanese delegation that went to New Orleans, where the International Cotton Expedition was was being right. held. Because this is riveting. Like, I, how bored I mean, were you in the 1800s, where like you're like International Cotton Exposition? We're gonna we're gonna go there. A lot of money to be made, Tommy. A lot of money to be made in the cotton. So the, the, the Japanese delegation goes to New Orleans. They bring with them some hyacinth flowers as a gift to the uh, to the new orleans oh. people and they plant them in the bayous and they take off oh. like wildfire and they become a, a very much an invasive, an invasive species, species right? yeah. god bless it you can't you can't you... i guess they didn't know that then yeah, i guess they didn't know uh, that yeah then. You, you, you can't do that i mean florida for for crying out loud is like a hotbed for invasive species like everything that escapes there just populates forever because of the climate thrives. yeah just thrives like it's unreal well same down with the louisiana and the bayou uh these flowers just like they they are this Cook is like over. this is this is their territory and the problem is they yeah. have this flower so who really cares except um yeah these these flowers are clogging up the the waterways so all that water transportation that you do for you know just fun boating activities with your family or you uh -huh. know shipping of goods and services yeah all that's a uh, hidden now now is uh, is this in like a we're down in New Orleans, right? Is yeah. It, how, is it by the water? Is it? Is yeah, oh Orleans, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. 
kind of New Orleans is levees and New, stuff. Yeah, there's some levee. Yeah, there's a, there's a levees in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a little under. So the, the water. water's important. Water's important. Um, uh, all the and they're clogging the waterways. The waterways Obviously, yeah. it's also going to be constricting out other plants that the local wildlife feeds on. I Especially assume, right? several, uh, several they fish. They might not eat yeah. this. Or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Several spe- uh, fish species that uh, are now starving out and dying out because these hyacinths are uh, taking over their food source. So yeah, yeah. it's not and, uh... well. Yeah, and their whole, whole entire habitat too. With the you know, if they're clogging up the waterways, it's less room for fish. And I'm I'm certain that they're at least somewhat territorial to a to an extent. Yep, yep, or, yep, yep. Or need space to to be able to grow and and have their you know, lay their eggs and everything. Yep. And spoiler alert: these uh, th- these flowers are actually uh, still still a problem in Louisiana today. So they of didn't. Of course they. They are. didn't. Yeah, they didn't it, fix once it. it goes, like you can't get rid of that. You no, know, once you get there, the there. So by 1910, we're going to enter a Frederick Russell Burnham, who is a uh, Louisiana uh, congressman who goes, you know, he's like, hey, he's looking around. Mm-hmm. He's looking around his home state going, how do I uh, how do I fix some of the issues that we have here? These flowers are a pain in the mm-hmm. ass. He's going to no read. Doubt. Yeah, he's going to read a uh, an article by Frederick Burnham, uh, who is um, a sort of a larger than life legend at this time. He was an American scout and adventurer that uh, the Boy Scouts were actually model what they want boys to become. So so the Boy Scouts look okay. at this this Burnham individual and say, you know what, that's a man's man. So uh, my whole organization is going to be developed into taking little boys and turning them into this adventurer, like man's man style. Okay, yeah, because we no longer had westward expansion, so there wasn't the so now you had to kind of simulate but still teach that old fashioned. Yep you know backwoods style survival survival yep yeah indiana jones the character indiana jones is actually based partially on burnham's life uh and burnham is going to spend a lot of his life uh as an adventurer he ran out of westward expansion so he's got to go somewhere after fighting the indians quite literally after fighting the indians he goes over to africa and joins the british army uh and and takes part in the boer war the second boer war over in africa oh boars are mean so, yeah, well, did, no, now, did no, they, I, did the, they lose? No, Johnny, no, not, this not, isn't like the emu war. Not the animal boar, uh, the, oh. the people boar, who are also mm. uh, very, very mean. Where they were mean too. Yeah, and allied with the Germans. <laughs> oh, so I was hoping we could do another future episode like the emu war. Check <laughs> yeah, that out because well, that was bonkers. Yeah, that was also bonkers. Uh, but okay, so that was a different, <laughs> different boars. Okay. Got now it. during this expedition over there in the Boer War, he does fall in love with the African animals and wants to bring them back to the United States. He even gets president at the time teddy roosevelt on board uh but never really sees his dream come to fruition because every time he attempted to get the animals to come over uh somebody sat in the way and said look i don't think i don't think introducing tigers uh and and lions (coughs) is probably the best thing to do (coughs) in america so let's let's not do that but sitting that's yeah we don't need those here we have we have we have cougars that's a big enough cat oh sorry Went down the Sunday tube. <laughs> Went down the Sunday tube. Uh, but sitting down in the bayou, drinking a Sazerac, Congressman Broussard realizes, oh, shit, hippos. Um, they kind of live in swampy conditions in Africa, and they could totally yeah. eat the hyacinths. And bonus, oh, uh, I heard that they're delicious, so maybe we could eat them. So when he's reading an article uh, that, uh, that was written by uh, Burnham, he goes, you know what? This idea about bringing wild African life to come to the United yeah. States, it might have some merit. We're in Louisiana. So, I got these flowers that uh, hippos eat flowers. Surely they'll eat a high, high, high anthesis or high anthesis or whatever the hell they're called. And, yeah, uh, and, and then, and then, and, and then, mostly, you know, but... 
we can't use swampland for farmland. We can't grow cattle in a swamp, so uh, that's true. Why not have some sea cows? Now that now they're delicious. That surprises me. Apparently, I don't know. I've I, never I've not had I a mean, hippo. Obviously, I've not eaten yeah. Hippo. Um, but it surprised me that it just doesn't seem like that would be an animal that kind of eats. I guess it's eating grass mostly, like like yeah, it's, cows, probably, but... it's, it's probably like a grass fed. I mean, it's like a, it's I wonder a, if it's a fishy lot of... at all with all the time in the water. Maybe. Well, hey, you know, down well, in Louisiana, if you've had a hippo, let us know. They eat alligator and crocodile down in Louisiana. Yeah, I mean, I've had like I've had like alligator jerky and stuff. I'm, so I guess yeah, delicious is kind of uh, uh, subjective. Subjective, a yeah, very here. much subjective. Um, now, face value. It kind of makes sense. It, it kind of does. You have the land. Just face value. You have swamp land. And Nobody can use it. useless, so you bring in something that now you can use it. And it's going to eat sense. an invasive species, or at least hopefully eat which, an invasive species, which helps better, out. Yeah, so two birds with one stone. And then when the hippos become a problem, you just, what, bring in... Um, uh, lions what, what well i hippos? well i mean we're gonna Natural. be eating we're gonna be we're gonna be eating <laughs> the hippos eat yeah we're just gonna eat them so we'll just find them harn them and find americans them. will know har, har, scratch all this shit or we're just going to hunt them i guess because i don't know why i confused hunt and farm <laughs> in the same freaking word hunt and farm yeah i mean they're similar yeah, basically the same. It's basically the same. So, uh, so Broussard actually goes to the U.S. Congress, and he introduces Bill H.R. 23261. You can look it up. Real thing. Oh, yeah. uh, commonly mm-hmm. known as the Hippo Bill, uh, which was asking Congress to appropriate only, and this is actually reasonable. I mean, granted, it's 1910, so this money's a little bit different. I didn't do the conversion, but still. $250,000 for the importation of useful new animals into the United States. That's all I was asking for. $250,000, okay. which seems but pretty damn startup. reasonable. In comparison to like for getting a bunch of hippos over here, yeah, seems pretty reasonable. I mean, that's that, yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, and that's it's 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 business startup funds essentially is what he is looking for. He says, "I'm going to create a great industry and do a lot of good." So, and we're going to fight one invasive species with another invasive species. Right. What, could, what could possibly go <laughs> wrong with this? Uh, like all American politics, though, nothing happens with speed, and there will be a congressional hearing and investigations into the efficacy of this as a proposal. Like, is this even feasible? Yeah, will the hippos? Eat the damn flowers. Right. Yes, Are hippos yeah. actually edible, and will people like delicious eating and, and delicious and eating eating them? And uh, and can we get hippos over and then like breed them in any kind of way that would actually make sense? Right. Can we turn them into a livestock? Can we create a livestock out of this wild? animal essentially exactly so obviously Broussard's already read burnham's articles already on board with you know burnham wanting to bring these animals over to begin with so he gets in hold of burnham who's like yep all on board so he's going to write another article called transplanting african animals in the new york independent that quickly gets american support for the idea he's like yeah this is feasible we can bring the hippos over i saw okay. i look i saw a couple of hippos during the bowl he just, he just wrote an article and he's like sure. oh yeah no this is how you do it and this yeah. is how it works and it's going to be awesome so totally uh, but during all these uh, hearings, uh, Broussard is going to need to get foreign assistance uh, in Africa and in the United States right. to actually make this kind of a feasible thing. And he needs somebody who Catch actually, hippos, perhaps, who, yeah, who actually has experience <laughs> with hippos, yeah, to come over to Louisiana to see, hey, Africa's a bit different than the Bayou. Will they? Well, will yeah. they be okay? Right. Yeah. Will they yeah. like? Can they survive in the conditions of uh, Louisiana, which are no doubt different than than the savanna? 
So this is where the story gets really fun. So enter a Fritz Joubert Dukain, who is a boar and a German soldier, who is also a real-life mythical figure himself. He's going to start uh, uh, fighting with the Germans against the British uh, during the Boer Wars. Okay. And, um, you know, he's, he's, not a, he's not a big fan of the Brits. He a, now, what is a boar? I, 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 it's, it is it's a, just an army. It, well, no, it's, it's a group or, of people in a specific area in Africa that I don't gotcha, know what okay. the geographical location is, but I know it was, okay, so it, it was an area it's that like was like a, like a New Englander, like a Westerner, like a Southerner, or yeah, something like that. This it's, is, a, he, okay. it is important to note, although he's born in Africa, it's a white dude, white dude, okay, right, point that yeah. out for a nickname that he gets here in a little bit. Oh God! But he okay. creates he creates several spy organizations during his lifetime, including one during the Boer War. He's a major spy that is actually charged with trying to kill um, Burnham during the war because Burnham's fighting on the, oh. with the British on the other side. Sure, Burnham yeah. himself, well. who's also a spy, is assigned to kill. You guys, spy versus so we got spy. spy versus spy going on, where oh, neither of the men—they're not successful during the Boer Wars fighting each other. Uh, <laughs> so that, they never actually meet. They never, you know, follow through with their assassination order or the other. But you know, they're trying to their whole their whole time. So it's legitimate. Mad TV spy versus this spy. This is legitimate Mad TV spy versus spy. Uh, Dukine is going to get the nickname the Black Panther again. White dude in Africa. So you know, confusing things the way it is. Yeah. Sure. Um, through his life, Dukine is actually going to lead in creating several spy rings, like I said, uh, for the Germans during both World War I and World War II, and in the course of the Boer Wars themselves. Right. He's going to fake his death at one point, move to Australia, where he's going to make public talks about how he fought against the Germans, even though he was very much an ally with the Germans but, through, both, but he, through, both, through both World Wars. So yeah. I mean, the first you know, one he, is okay. He's a, guy, he's a guy who knows how to start a new life and disappear and... That's how you do it. Come back. Uh, so anyways, Broussard is going to hire Dukine to gain support in Africa for the expedition of the hippos. Uh, he's also going to have Dukine come to the United States to uh, to Louisiana to in investigate mm -hmm. the bayous to see if that's even an efficacy. And they, know, so this uh, is before we're bringing them over. This is a... a this is, is, is a house yeah, for the hippos, yeah, essentially, yes. before you, you buy it. Exactly. But Dukine's kind of a con man, and it's not exactly like he did his best effort to really make this thing go through. But the initial feelings in the America is that one that we kind of talked about. All right. Like on paper, this doesn't sound yeah, like a completely stupid idea. Reasonable. Somewhat. Uh, the Washington Post actually gets on board, starts writing several articles about this, about the excitement of sea bacon and bringing over some 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 sea, oh, sea ooh, hippos, oh, sea cows. Hold up. Yeah, right? I, think did, about I it. did not a hippo, make the connection. I, I was kind of like a pig. Be like pig. Yeah, it could be like a pig, it. yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of fat oh, on a hippo. It could that's be a whole lot, lot of bacon. You could get some good thick slab bacon out of that for sure. Definitely get some and hippo percent. chops. Oh, forget about it. Okay, I'm, I'm <laughs> more on board. Why? More on board. Okay. All right. So the, These don't still exist, right? Um, all right. Anyway. The initial reports seem very, very favorable. Uh, hippos would eat the flowers on paper. They would actually Great. eat these flowers. So they would on take paper. care of on paper. Well, we didn't no, eat. they would. They would. They, they'd, eat, they'd eat the flowers. They will eat. The Just high because emphasis. it's growing in the water and it's the same. Yeah, it's basically same type of vegetation. Just scrape the yep. bottom of the ground and. Yep. Yep, 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 okay. yep, yep. Uh, hippos can survive in Louisiana. Like, it wouldn't actually be that big of a stretch for them. It's a, you know, they okay. like to live in the water. Plenty of water in Louisiana. Plenty of food for them to eat. This would would work. Yeah, and We're it's not, gonna... it doesn't freeze or anything. Nope, you 
Yeah, it doesn't uh, get real cold. Uh, we're going to ignore the fact that hippos in Africa kill 500 people in the wild uh, no. versus the 22 domesticated cow deaths that we have mm -hmm. in the United States a year. We're going to ignore the fact that yeah. these are a dangerous animal. I think there might be animal. a few few more cows in america too than there are the hippos, hippos yeah the yeah, we'll, world we'll, we'll ignore it um, we'll ignore that part but on paper it looks really really good so good in right. fact that the washington post uh brags in their newspaper that they said that the americans will start to see the first hippo imports by 1911 uh with the first hippo meat oh. on your plate by the end of 1911 which that's so all right why would they make that claim because they thought this was a sure deal. They thought Congress was going to give approval. Excited they're it. excited about yeah. it. But that excitement quickly wanes when there comes the logistical problems of, A, getting congressional approval, and, B, actually getting yeah. a hippo from right. Africa to the United States. And not, not, not a, a hippo. No, like like herds of hippos. A that lot you bre of hippo. Breeding like stock entire, of hippo. Yeah. You need an breeding entire stock of bloat. Yeah, a bloat of, yeah, bloat of hippos. Um, so as the public support starts to wane off, because Americans are very, very short attention span, if you don't do this within the first couple of months, it's not going to happen. <laughs> Congress is still meeting. and they, so, so even back then, we just we, we heard about something and then forgot it real quick? Yeah, even back then, yep, you were sure it's did. nothing new. Okay, uh, that's, that's, that's actually a little reassuring. So before the hippo uh, 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 ranchers could get off, uh, get off their, their, their ground here, there were several yeah. people, who, several congressmen who came up to, to these hearings and say, hey, we have a problem here because, uh, you know, hippos, like all African animals, there's a big problem in Africa about poaching of them. You know, they have the tusks that they go after. It's kind of right. cool. You kill the big-ass hippo. Like, yeah, people go after it. So if we brought the hippos over here to the United States and to ranches, like, aren't we afraid that some of these poachers are going to break onto the ranches and, and murder some of these hippos or maybe get hurt by some of these hippos? Because, you know, so they're they wild the animals. So, okay. yeah. this well, is. I mean, yeah, they'll get hurt for sure. Um, also, I just thought about this. Hippos... Um, share a symbiotic relationship with a type of bird that eats like ticks and lice and mm. things off of it and out of it and around we probably it. have to bring and that bird over too yeah we we will also need yeah that, that bird. which of course will not be a problem at all introducing a new bird yeah. into a but we're not habitat. but that's the the stick up in congress here is actually this poacher idea that not not the not the you know, will the hippos become an invasive so, species not that do we have to bring just the bird worried about over. crime we're worried just, about are we going crime. to it, well, does bring that poachers into America. But does that surprise you, Johnny, that we're worried about crime? Well, well I mean, it's 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 the way that Congress gets things done is through fear. Yeah, and but so this was their fear tactic. This was their fear tactic. Uh, this is, it's bad because this will happen. Now, Never see, mind that, you know, we have that Second Amendment where the farmers can defend their hippos with hippos, their yeah. and stuff. Well, and I was thinking there, you actually lost a, a commercial opportunity here. And what uh, and what Burnham and and, 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 and Broussard or Broussard should have done is they should have uh, actually sat down and said, hey, look, there are actually wildlife game preserves in Africa that uh, that people pay premium dollars to go to to hunt these basically farmed animals. So why? Yeah. I mean, just bring the look, we're going to slaughter the hippos anyways. So why not let a hunter let some pay to come in and shoot the hippo? And then we just use the hippo meat they, like we were going to anyways. They can have the I head. Mean, they, don't you think, though, that if it was a farmed animal that you ate regularly, like people aren't out here being like, oh, I really want to go hunt a cow. 
I don't. There's not even. Like, a lot it takes of, a little of the luster away. I would. Yeah, think. I. You know, I don't think there's a lot but, of buffalo hunting going on anymore either. And you know, because we've now started farming buffalo, so right. I think that's kind of lost a yeah. little bit. Of, I might be wrong on that though, but I. I don't think there's a lot of people hunting buffalo anymore. At least not like what I'm we sure used to do, where we just went out to the. When we train. tried to eradicate it to starve <laughs> out the natives. Yeah, there's that one. Uh, in any case, so while all this is going on, the Department of Agriculture still has an issue on their hand. They still have a meat shortage. But they still have to figure out. Like, we've got a food shortage mm-hmm. in the United States. we got to figure this out. We've got increased immigration. So what do we do? Uh, and the actual solution that they come up with while they're trying to figure out how to, you know, ship in hippos was a little bit easier of an option called industrialized farming. So the, the whole United mm-hmm. States was set off between two paths, industrialized farming or hippo production. Now, industrialized we really, farming... really, really dropped the ball on this one. We did, because industrialized farming, what they did is they took those un- uninhabited or unfarmable land, like swamps, and we just started making them farmable by, like, forcing the, the, the products that we wanted in those areas anyways oh. by any means necessary, like building levees and dams to dry up land yeah. right. for the farming, which has no negative. Yep. There has never been a hurricane that has done any damage in Louisiana at all oh, due to failed... Too levies yeah so you have that you also have uh growing as many animals as you can on the smallest amount of property as you can uh confined farming uh which is where you get the the pig barns and the chicken barns where they never see the light of day it's just wall-to-wall chickens and wall-to-wall pigs that are being pumped full of growth hormones and antibiotics just so they can fucking survive long enough to be harvested well and also get way bigger take a look at the the size of the average chicken that you would get at a grocery store 50 years ago and today it's like double it's like the chickens now were turkeys back in the day yeah yeah very much so don't even look at the the turkeys (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what we've done to them. But in any case, yeah. So we go down this route of industrialized farming now, the, the not, you know, pro vegan or pro life or anything like that. Which is basically like big but, corporate farms, right? But yeah, there are issues with corporate, yeah, big corporate farming uh, where, you know, you do the, the, the barn farming where all the animals are confined in this location. There's a, the big increase in grain uh, fed cattle as opposed to, you know, like grass fed, you know, free, free range cattle are growing the grain. Yeah. yeah uh, and that has its own health consequences. Of course, also has its own ethical consequences on this industrialized scale farming where we're just like. <laughs> Sending chickens down a poor. My wife yeah. worked at a chicken factory when she was in Arkansas, oh, and you know, having oh to boy. do all that fucking slaughtering when they're coming down the lines. And then, of course, you know, you really lose. Did they just of... give her like a katana, and she got to just like? Oh no! By the time they got to her, they were already dead. But occasionally, like oh. their heads wouldn't be chopped off all the way. So she said that oh. when uh, when they would come through the line and they were still ahead, oh. she would take her finger and put it up the head inside the head and pop the eyeballs out on the chickens so the eyeballs were like like that cartoon like a like a squeezy stress yeah, toy yes a squeezy stress <laughs> toy. and then they would put that on the hook and send it down the line so that it would like bulging hide chicken heads at people because you know this oh, is what, what you fun. do when you're bored in a factory i guess but anyways we get that so this is the most Jeez. american story that i've ever come across where you have Indiana Jones wanting to bring African Amer- African animals over into the United States. <laughs> Careful, we're so, past that. Yeah, topic. we're past the African. We already American, did yeah. that. We yeah. fought a war over. <laughs> we we did that. it. So he could bring African animals, not people, animals yep. over, so yep. that he can have an adventure because we ran out of room on the West. Supported by a congressman that wanted to return a flower that was given to him as a gift, and investigated by a German spy who was sent to kill Indiana Jones, yeah. and the end result is that corporation win because we get. Corporate and 
farming, which is just the best way to do things. It's it's it's, it's farming without a soul, essentially. <laughs> yep. So we could have had hippos, but instead we've got farming without a soul. That's it for this week in Historic Hindsight. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review, and join us next week when we talk about Henry Barry Lowry.